Leaders and healers, gamers and claimers, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Power, Purpose and Passion podcast. This is a podcast where we help you claim your power, clarify your purpose and cultivate your deepest, widest and highest passions. I am your host, Anthony Cheem, ready to serve you, speaker, author, life coach, trainer, love bug to the world, just wanting to serve, wanting to give as much love as I possibly can from every level, from every part of me, from every fiber of my being. And we are here on life hack number five, the power of meditation. Life hack number five, the power of meditation. We've done actually four life hacks, quick life hacks. And if you wanna look at those episodes, the previous episodes, then by all means subscribe on YouTube or on Spotify or on iTunes, subscribe, comment, like, ask questions, whatever it is, share it with the people that you love and the people that you think that would benefit from a show like this. And we are here to serve you today. And let me tell you, meditation, over the past, I'd say 20 years, have become a has become a huge, huge, a topic of interest for especially North Americans as it's as it's not necessarily been widely used over the past hundred years, but now the the, the coming of the East and West uh, spiritual uh, contemplative traditions of Buddhism and Christianity coming together uh, from Hinduism to Taoism, all coming together uh, from physical meditation to mental meditation to spiritual meditation and combining all three modalities and not to make it all crazy spooky and woo-woo and all this craziness, we're here to kind of, I don't want to say dumb it down for you, but to simplify it for you so each and every one of you can benefit from it, from living in the moment. As you probably know, you may have heard of the book, The Power of Now by the great Eckhart Tolle. That book has that book has literally changed millions and millions of people's lives. It's such a simple, simple approach to talking about the power of being present, the power of this moment now, because that's where all the power is, not in the future, not in the past, but in this moment now. Thank you for joining us again. Cam, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing real well, real well. I actually <laughs> did a 42-minute meditation today. Oh, so, fantastic. I, dude, That's I'm great. loving the meditation. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. something I think unlocked within me, and it's not a chore anymore. It's something that I yes. look forward to. Good, um, good. I can't wait to meditate again for another 30 or 40 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, it's to the point where I can't imagine, you know, people, you know, people don't skip on showers or brushing their teeth. Mm. At least I'd hope yeah, not. Got... Um, <laughs> but they never meditate. And I think yeah, meditation yeah. is going to be a essential part of my like daily life, whether that be through like, like in the yes, mornings or yes. the nights or whatever. Yes. Well, it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's the power of becoming silent It's the power of becoming still. It's a power of, of becoming the experiencer behind the experience of, of observing life as it is now. If you've ever tried to light a candle and just sit and watch the candle, the flame, the candle, and you just start to observe and contemplate this candle, the flame, have you ever just sat there and watched it? And, or watch a flock of birds descending or children playing or watching the ocean waves and the sounds, walking in nature, the ambient sounds of the insects, the beetles, the, the ruffling of the feather, uh, the feathering of the trees, all these things. And just sitting in total awe of the whole experience of, be, of listening to these sounds or looking at, as I said, a candle for a period of time. And, you know, one of my spiritual mentors and teachers used to always tell me, if you spend enough time in nature, just, just sitting and contemplating and waiting and still, and without judgment, without criticism, that can literally transform your life, that experience. And I've done a lot more of that as I've aged and I've, I've gotten a lot older, appreciating those moments of stillness and silence. Uh, just being, we are, as they say, we are human beings, not human doings. And we do, we leave a lot of room for doing, especially in North America, we're pushed to succeed and achieve and become the best and make the most money. But, you know, I can tell you right now, the interior rewards outweigh the exterior rewards by a, a, a ton. 
I have to say that. Nothing outside of you. As Okay, perfect example of this. Any spiritual quality like love, compassion, kindness, joy, equanimity, peace, fulfillment, you cultivate those spiritual qualities. Those, The more you use those spiritual qualities, the more they will be increased. But the more you use material qualities, material things in the material world, they more de decrease. That is the difference between spiritual wisdom and material wisdom. Because spiritual wisdom, the cultivation of love, compassion, kindness, joy, equanimity, you know, fulfillment, happiness in the moment, appreciation and gratitude, those are interior experiences of life as it is right now. Now, the question is, if you use those on a consistent basis, if the more loving you are, the more it's going to be enhanced, increase in experience. The more, the more you give it away, the more it's going to be cultivated. Um, again, it, it, it's the idea that spiritual qualities that can't be seen with the human eye that are enhanced with use, joy, love. The more you give it, the more you're actually going to go expand it. As Buddha said, you know, if, if by sharing your candle, your flame with a thousand other candles, that does not diminish your own strength and power. It actually amplifies it, multiplies it. The more you share it, the more it grows. Whereas material wealth, someone's going to own your home, someone's going to own your car, someone's going to own your clothes, someone's going to own your computer. Uh, you know, the, the moment you drive your car off the, the their new car off the lot, it's down by ten or twenty percent. So material qualities will 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 always, no matter how much you fill up your garage, no matter how much you fill up your ten thousand square foot or hundred thousand square foot home. There's unless you have cultivate these qualities of love, compassion, kindness, joy, equanimity, which what the Buddhists call the four limitless qualities, and in Christian terms, love and faith and compassion and courage. All these, all, all these are spiritual qualities that cannot be seen with the human eye, yet are without experiencing those at great depths on a consistent basis on our daily lives without the people we love, our lives feel like they're meaningless. There is there's emptiness. You know, you can collect all, all the cars and all the accolades and win all the awards you want, but if you have no one to share it with, no one to no one to give it to, no one to teach it to, trust me when I say this, it, there's there's a level of emptiness that goes along with that. That's why that's why for me it's not necessarily about making the most money. Yes, I want to support my family. Yes, I gotta pay my bills. That never changes. But you do it with a level of intentionality as you grow spiritually through meditation, through being in the moment. And and one of the simplest ways to do that, take five minutes just to sit in quiet, looking outside your window, and then notice your your the incessant dialogue of your ego or your inner cynic just going you should be doing this you should be doing that you should be going here what do, why why did your mom call you that why did your friend do and just constantly just da, 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 just constant constant there's a great book uh, by michael singer uh new york times bestseller called the untethered soul if you haven't read it fantastic book and what he talks about in the book is basically imagine for a second you are talking with your ego on a park bench you're talking with your what they call lower self your ego on a park bench and you're just listening to your ego talk just constant jibber jabber non-stop and you're just listening you're not judging you're not criticizing you're just simply listening to this this part of you this ego just chatter 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 and you're no judgment you're just but that's basically it you are not your ego you are the one observing and listening to the ego you are what they call absolute subjectivity you're the person actually listening you're the listener behind the what's being listened to you're the observer behind what's being observed you're the programmer behind what's being programmed you are the commander by what's being commanded and the more you touch that part that that identification with this birthless deathless boundaryless infinite part of you that never dies 
let me tell you something, man, how to touch that is through meditation, through contemplation, through deep prayer, through mantras and affirmations. You can do that through nature. There's called something called nature mysticism, where people go out into nature and they, and they find the divine or discover God through nature. I mean, if you can't, as I heard Deepak Chopra even say one time, he says, if you can't discover God in a blade of grass, you cannot discover God anywhere else. And if you can't discover God in a, in a child's smile, if you, can't, if you can't discover God within your own heart, within your own breath, then it's, it's going to be very difficult to find it out there. As I heard one guy say as well, when it comes to spirituality, you know, um, heaven isn't some, you know, ge ge geographical point in the universe. <laughs> it's not like where you just you go knock on a door and it's oh it opens the doors. Heaven is a state of a state of awareness in this moment now that's available to everyone. Even Pope John Paul II, the Catholic uh, Pope, a while ago, he even said, you know, um, uh, it's not some geographical point in the universe. And as I heard one guy say, he said, um, God is one who centers everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. And it, it is vast. It is infinite. You cannot see it with your eyes, but you can only experience. It with your awareness, with your connection, uh, with your with your openness, opening of your heart, opening of your mind, and how to do that. Completely surrender yourself to this moment through deep breathing. If you don't know how to meditate, literally, all, all you, I'm um, truthfully, that one of the easiest ways where I first started about 15 years ago was just focusing on your breath. If if you if people that are listening and watching to this watching this podcast right now, if you were to just breathe in, breathe in through the nose, hold it for a second. Notice the exchange between the in-breath and the ex-breath. You go, hold it, and then exhale. And notice the, 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 notice the space between the exhale and the inhale. And then in-breath. And there's a space between the in-breath and the out-breath. What is, that's, that's that space of void, that emptiness. That's the place where you touch when you're meditating, when you are in the present moment. And let me tell you something. Words can't even describe it. Even how I'm describing it now cannot describe it. It's not. A, it's not a very accurate way of doing it because you know. With the great thing about why spiritual teachers, sages, saints, and Sufis talked in metaphor because metaphors are the only language that we could actually formulate a rational picture of what the divine means. In the case of the Christian, you know, mystics, they talked about uh, the, the the dark night of the soul, or uh, heaven, or God is like a castle, or whatever it might be, or straight and narrow is the gate and very few people pass through it and all these things they're all metaphors but the only way we could translate these mystics could translate this message to people like you and me feeble minds like you and i was through metaphor but until you actually experience it you will never understand it here's a, here's a great thing and I'll, and I'll sort of end here if i gave you a golden flower with golden petals i want you to imagine that in your mind for a second a golden flower glowing emitting white light now, I told you to smell this flower, and it smelled like the most beautiful scent you've ever smelled in, in your life. And I could describe it for hours and how this beautiful golden flower that emits this beautiful white light. But until you actually smell it, you're never really going to understand what I'm talking about, even if I describe it perfectly. So until you experience this, then you're not going to experience uh, the, the true nature of, of the moment, the true nature of, and the peace and the equanimity of, of meditation and, um, the, and the peace and serenity of your being as it is in the moment now, as you were as a child. And um, 
but yeah, I think that's very, very important in terms of taking five minutes just for taking time for yourself to be, to sit, to watch, to listen, even to just even a meditation, make a meditation of sitting in five minutes and focusing on breathing and then writing down your thoughts in a journal. Journaling is very important. It could be a, uh, could be a form of meditation. Dancing could be a form of meditation, music playing. Anytime I'm doing my music, oh my gosh, I'm in deep meditation. I'm in deep flow states. But as for the first thing that I do in the morning, I drink my water and then I meditate for anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes. And that is my very first thing that I do. And my wife and, uh, will attest to that at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. So, um, And as, as uh, Rumi said so eloquently, you know, uh, the breeze in the morning has secrets to tell you. Do not go back to sleep. So that's why it's very important to meditate. Start your morning with peace and equanimity and love and compassion with an open heart, an open mind, and a flourishing soul. And, uh, and that way your day becomes that much more, uh, en enjoyable and, and compassionate and, um, uh, overall, uh, happiness is enhanced as a result of it. What are your thoughts there, Ken? Um, I would say, okay. So yeah, you just went off about meditation for a while. Uh, okay. So I meditate because I mean, there's a lot of reasons. First of all, mm. it is like my moment of bliss of like no stress whatsoever. And the way I do it really is I use a mantra. So uh, with every breath, I'm focusing on my breath because with every exhale, I would repeat the mantra. Sure. Uh, sure. The mantra I, re I repeat to myself usually is just peace. So mm. with every exhale, the, I would just mentally repeat the word peace and I would hear that sound. Mm. And... Uh, and that would just kind of bring me back to this moment here. And I would mm -hmm. think about things, yes. useless things. I would just be like, why? Okay, peace. What is that even about? Like, it's just like random stuff that I just, you know, such useless stuff. I will actually think thoughts that take me away. And then I forget that I'm breathing. I forget that I'm meditating. Mm -hmm. And then I remember mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, peace. Okay. And then I'm back yeah, for a little bit while, yeah, 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 for a little exactly. while longer. And then yeah. uh, it actually tricks me too, because it'll, it'll trick me into, um, and just sitting there and I'll think something that I think is important, like that mm -hmm. I feel is important. And then I'm like, and then I'll get lost in it. I would suggest yeah. if important thoughts come, just remind yourself that you're going to think about it later. Like it'll come up. Yes. If it's important, yes. it'll yes. come up. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> and what this does <laughs> yeah. for me is like day to day, I'm walking down the street and I'm worried about being judged or something. Mm -hmm. Instantly that in itself is a thought and I've just got done. I train myself every single day to catch my thoughts and then bring yes. and then to center myself. And uh, so when I feel like I'm being judged or I, or I'm judging or anything like that, I just remember, Oh yeah, none of this matters. Like actually it's just another mm -hmm. one of those thoughts that I get all the time during my meditations. Yes, yes. Um, and what it does is it uncovers so much you'll really get to know the nature of your ego because everyone's mm -hmm. is different right yeah, for me yeah. um it's caring about what other people think and caring about mm -hmm. my accomplishments yeah. i don't care so much about the things i have not a materialistic yeah. person but some people have that priority right so mm -hmm. it'll really get you'll get to know the nature of your ego so that yes. you know exactly when to catch it and when to uh center yourself and uh, yeah. I guess introduce the authentic self and no longer be identified with this thing that uh, leaves you unsatisfied, leaves you empty. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, and you, I, I, you make an awesome point, man. That just goes to show how, how much you're emotionally and spiritually growing there, Cam. I have to applaud you for that and, and, and do Thank it you. live on this, on this podcast. You're, you're doing the amazing things and you're disciplining yourself. It's a disciplined mind, disciplined action every single day. That's fantastic. And it does take discipline. It's like working out your body. You get addicted to it. And then it feels, but you feel the benefits of working out your body. This is just, this is, this is an emotional, mental and spiritual workout for your soul, for your mind, for your emotions. So you can experience uh, love at greater depths and expand your heart, expand your mind. And one of the things you, you said, you, you touched on so briefly was so important is that you get to know your ego, become more intimate with your ego. And you realize how much you are in pain, how much it's, it's actually your, 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 your ego is suffering in pain and it's calling out and yearning out so much to be, to be rewarded and to be fulfilled through material wealth. And, and to, you know, as I heard Wayne Dyer say is uh, the ego is the part of you that needs evidence, obsessive evidence of its own self-importance. It's an unhealthy, uh, healthy belief in your own, in own importance. And as you start to touch your own suffering, you actually start to realize you're not the only one suffering in the world. You start to actually identify with everybody goes through that suffering. And then all of a sudden, compassion arises from that. So when you start to see people around you acting you know, negatively, you start to go, wow, that person's really suffering. And how can I serve them? It's like that, that, when I, that time I told you about the, the hospital. I saw that girl freaking out in the hospital. Most people would judge her and go, oh my God, look at that girl. She's freaking out. Oh my God. I didn't. I, I was literally looking at her. And that, I'm not trying to brag or anything. But I'm just trying to say that. Through my own disciplined mind and my own disciplined practice, I was able to go not judge I, from a place of judgment or criticism or condemnation. From a place I was coming from, literally, truthfully, from a place. My instant reaction to that response to that was, "Man, this girl needs love and needs care right now in this moment. How can I serve her? How can I make her feel better?" And I stepped in and I uh, was able to kind of just um, neutralize the situation through my own peace and love and joy and and compassion for her. So that's that, that's one of the rewards. If you want the physical rewards of meditation, then there's a physical material reward if you for the people out there that are looking for instant gratification or looking for an actual uh, quantifiable uh, or qualitative uh, uh, you know uh, gift or reward from meditation so that is one of the gifts from that your, your relationship will be better your your focus will be better and uh, your experience of life will be better so thank you for joining us today cam what do you think that was an excellent episode on power purpose and passion if you like this podcast, definitely subscribe, uh, like, comment, whatever you got to do. Just do your best to share it. Do your best to listen to it on the road. Repeat. Repetition is the mother of skill. And uh, we we are so grateful for, for having you on this show. We're here to serve you. And so to your continued upgrading evolution, live it up with power, purpose, and passion. God bless you. We love you. Thanks, guys. See you next time.